Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 12 minutes after 5 on this Friday morning. Here we go again, a Friday morning where we're talking about substantial snow. Seems like every week we're doing this. We're locked in the pattern. Is this... I should ask Marissa this. Marissa Wallison, when she's uh, done with TV, is going to join us at 7.20 this morning live. Here's my question for her. Are we going to stay in this wet pattern? Is it going to rain all spring? Stop it. Stop Can't hap- it. Can't, cannot <laughs> do it. I get it snows in March still, maybe even into April once yeah, in a while. Yeah. We can pop a few of these. Fine. But then it has to end. So you notice had it. It's you, good for your lawn. Yeah, you're right. That's a great point. <laughs> well, not if it's a swamp. I mean, like, we got to... Now, how heavy was the snow for you this morning? Was you, it as bad as it you was? You told me neutral snow yesterday. <laughs> neutral. I was sharing a message from Marissa that it was neutral snow. Well, and you kind of largely had that out by you. You're further away from the lake. but Yeah, I'm in the falls, and it was it was heavy. Like, it crept on me. You know, like, I, I, at first I was like, oh, I can easily throw this. Not like that last time. If but my no, neighbors, then, it, then it got, it worked on me. If my neighbors heard some grunting and whimpering mixed in there. That was as heavy as snow as I have shoveled was, this winter. Brandon? Yeah, that was... Your old creek, right? Yeah, we have no power. <laughs> so well, we got a bigger it, problem. Yeah, so the heavy snow would explain that, I suppose, right? Super heavy, yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was bad. I, I was out there at like 11 o'clock making sure I had a path to the truck this morning. And, right. And I woke up, and it still didn't have a path to the truck. It, it, it's coming down pretty good. 86,000 We Energy's customers out of dark, more than 60,000 in Milwaukee County. So there's your Oak Creek right there. But I don't think they've canceled schools yet, which is. But we will keep an eye on that because there's a lot of snow out there. <laughs> the plows are out on the freeway system, but for all of us getting to the freeway, the local roads uh, still had some issues. Greg Pancake Hill broke out the snowblower this morning. Did you really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to get to work. I got to get to work. We got something to do. So I, I got a snowblower. So I shoveled this morning thinking that that would be the nice thing to do. And then I, a block away, I saw a guy snowblowing at 3 in the morning. Yep. I couldn't believe it. No shame. Got to get to work. I, I can respect that. Well, the gang's all here, and we'll get you where you need to go. It is 514. Brandon Snide has sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. No Giannis, no problem for the NBA's best team as the Milwaukee Bucks defend their home court and cut down the Nets by a final score of 118 to 113, led by Bobby Portis. Instead, it's the Bucks running, sets up another three-point try, and Bobby Portis strikes again. BP is shooting the lights out here tonight. Dave Kane on the call right here on WTMJ as Bobby P knocked down that three and would go on to lead the team in scoring with a season-high 28 points. The Bucks they would just light it up in the first half. They were up 17 going into halftime, but as they have all season, Brooklyn fought back in the second half, closing in within two points until Brooke Lopez said, Mm-mm, no more. He'll get the pass into Sharp. Sharp passes it off. Thomas has it top of the circle. He was played tightly by Carter. Passes inside. Here's a shot block from Lopez. That's his career-high ninth of the game. And the Bucks will go the other way. Carter the other direction. Lays it in. Oh, what a fitting way to end it for Brooke Lopez with the tip-in to put Milwaukee to four points ahead. And then his ninth block of the game leads to a bucket on the other side and it looks- it would be a career high uh, for Brooke Lopez with nine block shots on the night also the most in an NBA game this season he would also go on to add 24 points 
and snag 10 boards. After the game, Bobby Portis on what he's doing to help the team keep on winning. Man, I'm just trying to go out there and play as hard as I can, man. Um, honestly, um, after the All-Star break, minutes kind of went down a little bit. So, um, you know, happy to get back in, you know, saying in the groove a little bit, uh, go out there and play a little bit, um, try to see some shots fall down. And, you know, they started early and, um, you know, it was a great night, but, you know, I'm happy we got the win. Um, most importantly, you know, I think everybody stepped up, played good. I think in the second half we had a little slippage, but overall I'm happy we got the win. Next up for Milwaukee is a three-game West Coast road trip beginning Saturday against Golden State. Over to the NFL where Rodgers' watch is still on. Trey Wingo, who initially broke the story on Rodgers in the New York Jets meeting earlier this week, he joined Wilde and Tausch over on ESPN Milwaukee on Thursday to discuss who has the most pressure on them to strike a deal. All the pressure is really on the Jets to find a way to seal the deal here because if you go through all this and you don't get him because you can't work out the deal, that's disastrous. We will unfortunately continue to be on quarterback watch as the NFL New League year begins on Wednesday. And finally to the Diamond where the Milwaukee Brewers dropped their spring training game to the San Francisco Giants by a final score of 5-2. to two. Christian Yelich remains hot at the dish, leading the game off with a home run to the opposite field while going two for three and scoring two runs. Next up for the crew is a 205 first pitch Saturday against Cleveland. You can catch full coverage right here on WTMJ beginning at 2 p.m. Our closing and snow totals link is up for you right now. So text the word snow to the Old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. Text the word snow to that line, 855-616-1620. That will get you a link to your Storm Team forecast as well as the latest on school and business closings. It's 519 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Five twenty-three on this Friday morning, Wisconsin's morning news will get you up to date on the power outage situation as well. Hopefully, some of you are listening to us on your streaming app, or maybe you got batteries in the old radio, Eric. Gonna need something. <laughs> need something. There a lot, are a of, folks lot of people out of power this morning. Just want to tell you a little bit more in this moment about our WTMJ Cares Initiative in support of Special Olympics Wisconsin. It is ramping up. You can join our team and take the polar plunge into Lake Michigan next week, Saturday and support the nearly 10,000 athletes with intellectual disabilities across the state who participate in Special Olympics. And they don't take the winter off. You know, in addition to basketball and other indoor games, Special Olympics offers plenty of fun and competition in the snow. The start of a Special Olympics snowshoe race in Wausau this year for the state winter games. On the slopes, in the snow, athletes going for gold and so much more. My favorite part about snowboarding is I'm free, um, free from my disability, free from people judging me, telling me I can't do it. That's Dana Schultz, snowboarder from Nielsville, Wisconsin, and a longtime friend of mine. Special Olympics has taken her all over the world. Multiple World Games gold medals, a two-time X Games champion, and even a commentator for ESPN's coverage of Special Olympics. Here you are at the ESPYs. Yes, with Danny. the first lady. Yes, that was amazing experience. I felt like a princess that day. Special Olympics is full of inspiring stories like these. President and CEO of Special Olympics Wisconsin, Chad Hershner. Yeah, our youngest athlete is two. And our oldest athlete is 94. So we <laughs> yes. serve the whole continuum of ages. I think some people might think Special Olympics is just for 
kids or is there a role for me and I'm in my 30s? Yes, there is. And that's something in any sports season worth cheering for. Vince Vetrano, WTMJ News. And our WTMJ team will be taking the polar plunge on Milwaukee's lakefront. We're raising money for these amazing athletes. You can sign up to join the team and you can plunge with us if you're brave or you can stay warm and dry. Just support us with, we hope, your generous donations. I'm really more worried about getting out of the lake than I am jumping in. So you're the in water. for sure. Yeah, that's the plan. Okay. That's the plan. When is this? Saturday. Uh, week from week from, week from tomorrow. Hmm. Oh, Steph Ooh. Graham. I'm thinking about it. We may need to talk about this, Vinny. Excellent. All right. Either that or just send us the money. <laughs> <laughs> or, or both. Yes. You can text the word CARES to 855-616-1620. CARES, 855-616-1620. We'll send you a link to our page with more information. Not you don't have enough to worry about, and we could possibly see some more snow on Sunday, as Marissa said. But also, we spring forward, spring ahead. We lose an hour of yes, sleep. Yes, here we go. All right, so this is always an issue, and we always see, like, over-the-top reporting when it comes to springing ahead or falling back. So, yes, our clocks go ahead one hour. So the advice... Whatever you do, try not to sleep in an extra hour on Sunday. It's best to try to keep the same bedtime and wake-up time schedule through the time change. But if you need a nap, take one. The Mayo Clinic says if you feel sleepy the Sunday after the change to daylight saving time, take a short 15 to 20 minute nap in the okay. early afternoon. <laughs> okay, so not down. too close to bedtime. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, good. Thank uh, you for that because I wouldn't have. There's yeah. more. Will Gans, <laughs> what else should I do? Will Gans has even more specific details. Do whatever you can to get some light first thing in the morning. Even an indoor light box can help kickstart your body clock since the sun rises a little bit later on Sunday. Yeah, so you got to get yourself an indoor light box. <laughs> Just blast <laughs> yourself with sure some light. that you are up. And then once you do finally get up with that light box. And once you're up, get moving. A recent study found that exercising at 7 a.m. or between 1 and 4 p.m. advances your body clock. Don't which... tell me what to do. I'll exercise <laughs> when I want to exercise. Or I may happening? not because I'm too damn tired. <laughs> yeah, and it's Sunday and I'm getting up a little bit earlier because we lose an hour. So enough You are getting this. up earlier because you're not, you are not sleeping later. He right, told yeah, you not according to. to him, we can't do yes, that. can't do that. So I always make fun of this. I always tease this. I always think this is ridiculous how this gets blown out of proportion. But apparently there there is something to this madness. There are actually higher numbers of fatal car accidents, heart attacks and strokes, greater rates of suicidal thoughts and depression symptoms, and even emergency room visits. My God, it's just a clock. We we we, <laughs> we we travel all the time. Yes. We travel from place to place. We go to the East Coast where it's an hour difference. We go to the West Coast. And go visit your friend in oh Michigan. Oh, my goodness. What in the You're world? You're in the car for three, four hours. And Strokes, time heart attacks. Jeez. Then keep the clock the same and just pretend it's your time. <laughs> just be late. Didn't Kramer do that once? He was right. on a different time. <laughs> that like, could have been possible. It sounds like a Seinfeld. And it always worked for him. 544 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. All you need is a little overtime in March. It wasn't easy and it wasn't pretty at times, but nonetheless, Marquette Mania marches on. Start up by Marquette Mitchell. It's so 
Prosper with his stuff. It's hard to believe. Marquette's already up two. And we haven't played that long in the second half. <laughs> it just happened in a blink of an eye. Homer and Tony on the call over on ESPN Milwaukee. Marquette was down double digits heading into halftime against St. John's. They fought back and when his team needed him most in overtime, the Big East Player of the Year delivered. Gives back to Kolick. Kolick around the high screen. Kolick in the lane. He'll run it in. Bank it in. A four-footer good. Tyler Kolick gives Marquette a three-point lead. That would give Marquette the three-point lead. Kolick led all scoring for Marquette and all scoring in the game with 19 points, scoring all of those in the second half. That layup there would give Marquette the lead, and with just over three seconds remaining in overtime, St. John's had one last try to walk it off. St. John's inbounds. They get it back to Ade Wusu. He drives, kicks it back out, open three. No good. No good. Marquette wins it. Marquette has won the game. Posh Alexander missed the three. All you need to know, the final. Marquette 72. St. John's 70 in overtime. Next up for Marquette is a semifinal showdown today against number four seed UConn. You can catch full coverage over on ESPN Milwaukee beginning at 5 p.m. This college basketball tournament update is brought to you by Outdoor Living Unlimited. Back to the NFL where all eyes remain on Green Bay. And according to the NFL Network's Tom Pelissaro, the deal has been mostly figured out while everyone waits on a decision from the four-time MVP. Here is what we know right now about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. A contingent of Jets officials flew to California on Tuesday to meet with Rodgers as he continues to sort out his future plans. The Jets want Aaron Rodgers to be their quarterback. They have thought through what it would take in terms of the draft pick compensation as well as what they would do with the contract. And if Aaron Rodgers comes to the Packers and says that he wants to be traded, then they are open to working with him on that deal. What has not happened as of this exact moment is Aaron Rodgers telling the Packers or the Jets what his intentions are. He holds the keys to this with a nearly $60 million fully guaranteed compensation for 2023 and effective veto power over any deal that might happen. Rodgers himself has only said publicly that he has been thinking about all options in terms of continuing to play in Green Bay, being traded, and potentially even retiring. Teams can talk trades and negotiate, but no trade can actually be official until the NFL new league year begins, which is March 15th, next Wednesday. And finally, the World Baseball Classic is officially underway as Team USA is set to see their first action Saturday against Great Britain. First pitch is scheduled for 8 p.m. Appreciate some of the texts we're getting. I've asked for your snowstorm reports. 105th Silver Spring, no cable. Power just flickered on and off. Main Road, 105th clean. Some side streets done. Plowed driveways. Bob and Waukesha texting in about 6 to 7 inches of snow. Snowblower's broke, and I'm not buying a new one. 5.49 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Text the word snow to the old National Bank Talk and text line 855-616-1620. We'll blast you with the Storm Team forecast and the now up to 180 closings and delays you can access that updated list anytime. Text the word SNOW, 855-616-1620. So, it is Friday. It is this time. And Greg Pancake Hill is the producer of Wisconsin's Morning News and got his nickname because he used to work at the Pancake House on the south side. We've got great ideas every week for the show. Some of them don't quite make it, so we assign Greg 
to whip up a little something with the leftovers. Here on this Friday morning is the pancake breakfast special. What about breakfast? We've already had it. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? You mean shenanigans? So, I typically stay out of politics. However, the bipartisan legislation that was introduced earlier this week to force restrictions and give the possibility of banning the popular video social media platform of TikTok is underway. Now, bipartisan in in a sarcastic tone and with heavy quotes in text because this is a one-sided issue. Sure, the possibility of your information being stolen and sold to the highest bidder in the Chinese mob, eh, could be a possibility, but (laughs) I think the real attack here is an attack on fun. According to Reuters, White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan praised the bipartisan bill, saying it would strengthen our ability to address discrete risks posed by individual transactions, systematic, blah, 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 blah. That's what I'm saying. So what about those government officials who use the platform for good? Meet the high-profiled, super-well-connected CIA clearance level status of one mayor of O. Oneonta, Alabama. That's Oaninata, Alabama. This mayor is the mayor. Richard Phillips, a.k.a. Mayor Shenanigans. Do we have a tank that I can drive? Yeah, like a tank that I could ride and drive. D- did you get that? He asked <laughs> for a tank. One more time. Do we have a tank that I can drive? Yeah, like a tank that I could ride and drive. So imagine all of the secrets that we could learn about this town, less of 7,000 people in Alabama. Like, for example, when the mayor is filming himself talking to the town police chief asking this. But, but we don't have, like, a tank. No, a tank. Like, a, with a cannon? Yeah. No. <laughs> like with a, no. The takeaway I get from that, they don't have a tank. So they're not ready for any onslaught or any sort of violence that way. Again, a, a town in Alabama, less than 7,000 people. And everything else I found out about this town via TikTok, that's it. They don't have a tank. Other than that, um, the few dances or videos about how fast ice cream melts in Alabama, that's all over this guy's TikTok. That's all that's being exposed by this particular politician. Now, the mayor has gained over 1 million views on the app, and that may not mean anything come next house vote to get rid of TikTok. However, right now, population's booming in Aniana, Alabama. And it's a good thing for the mayor. That's what he is that's what he's, his whole platform is. So maybe it is all about fun. We shouldn't take politicians or technology too seriously all but the time. our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Especially in Aniana, <laughs> Alabama. Because, hey, what are we in Wisconsin's Morning News if we're not promoting fun? Because even, yeah, of course, we have two-faced politicians and they're everywhere. Like this guy. Boring wins. Can also turn in <laughs> to this guy. We're going to polka tonight. Keep an eye on your TikTok. <laughs> I just want to know more about that. Was was that a serious inquiry regarding the tank? And was Play the chief in on the gag? I don't gag? know. You tell me. The chief not in on it. That's a general reaction. But, but we don't have like a tank. No. A tank? Like a, with a cannon? Yeah. No. But he just wants to ride in a tank. <laughs> Who doesn't want to ride a tank? Like with a cannon? Oh, no. boy. Check your TikTok for secrets, everybody. 557, Greg Pancake Hill, producer of Wisconsin's Morning News.